Hi everyone, uh, I'm JJ Hornblass and welcome to The Buzz from Bank Automation News where we chart the future of banking technology and automation. Uh, we welcome you to this weekly wrap for what's happening in banking automation on May 21st, 2021. Before beginning, uh, we thank our advertisers, MX and Fenergo for their support, so thank you to them. And pleased to be joined by Lorraine Lawson and Myra Thomas of the Bank Automation News team. Hello to both of you. Uh, first, we'll get to some general technology news. Um, a cryptocurrency crackdown seems to be in the works. Yesterday, uh, US uh, Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell said that cryptocurrency posed a risk to financial stability, hinting at possible regulation down the road. Also yesterday, the Treasury Department said that it would require transfers of more, uh, cryptocurrency transfers of more than $10,000 to be reported to the Internal Revenue Service. Car makers are getting no special treatment when it comes to the uh, uh, semiconductor chip shortage. Yesterday, the Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo uh, told the Wall Street Journal that there are no easy solutions to the chip, chip shortage that has caused the American auto industry to halt assembly lines. Apple, Lawyers are planning to put uh, Chief Executive Officer Tim Cook on the witness stand today to help drive home its defense against Epic Games antitrust claims against Apple. Epic filed its lawsuit against Apple last August after the iPhone maker kicked Fortnite, which is an Epic game product, out of the iTunes App Store for violating the App Store's rules. To banking automation uh, industry news, we're gonna focus on two uh, topics today, um, starting with methods for calculating bot KPIs. There has been some new insights into how to view uh, bot KPIs um, and uh, and calculate them. And um, Lorraine, why don't you start by giving us some background on uh, just maybe KPI calculations in general in financial services, and then we can move to the more complex bot calculations uh, uh, around KPIs. Yes, so key performance indicators. Uh, one of the things to know is that traditionally with bots, people have measured them in very operational terms. How many bots have you deployed? Uh, what, what are the bots doing? So there's a sort of very bot focused KPIs. Um, but now what they're saying is that bots should be, KPIs should be based on what the business goal is. So looking more at what are your goals for um, measuring, so what are your goals for the bot in terms of the business? So for instance, uh, you would want to measure a process before you automate it so you can know what the automation did for you. Did it reduce error rates, for instance? To know if it mattered, you have to know what the error rates were before, right? 
So they're advising people to engage in process discovery and process mining to sort of identify KPIs before the bots are deployed and to really look at it um, more from what are you trying to achieve? Is it going to help you earn more money, for instance? Is it going to help you uh, turn around loans faster? These are the kind of KPIs they're recommending that people pursue. Is there a sense for whether or not the KPIs, whether or not, Right. The KPIs are material enough. Uh, you ran through in your uh, in an article you wrote this week. You ran through some of the metrics, uh, or, uh, you know, the possible metrics for for one uh, particular bank. Uh, just as an example, are these numbers significant enough to allocate resources to bot development? Well, that's what one thing you have to define. And the only way you can do that is if you know going in uh, what the process was before you started automating it, right? So you should, for instance, know, okay, so let's say Happy State Bank, which is based in Texas, Amarillo, Texas. They knew it took them six to eight hours on average to build the bot from defining the process to testing the automation. They had measured that. So, uh, what they found was when they deployed the bots that it, uh, the 40 bots saved roughly 10,000 hours of employee time per year. So obviously in that case, it's worth it because they traded 68 hours for 10,000 hours. Well, that's, yeah. Assuming that the price for each of those hours is equal uh, and that they, that they don't have some upfront cost to, to a vendor for, for the bots. Um, is there, a, is there a sense for where, uh, I understand that it, it, it kind of boils down to hours, but even thinking about segments, is there a, segments of banking, is there, are there segments of banking where the time sink is just particularly acute and therefore the KPI calculus comes out, again, generally with the, with the, with the, with the caveats you presented where it generally comes out in, in, the, in the financial institution's favor? Favor to deploy the bot or favor to deploy, to, the bot. to deploy the bot? Well, I think that's why they're talking about business value. You have to look beyond just full-time equivalency. Like you said, all employees aren't equivalent. So like developers cost more money. So while that's one way to look at it, you should also be looking at what business value you're getting from that bot. Is it lowering costs? Is it increasing sales? Is it driving better financial performance or in the place, place of compliance, is it reducing errors, which bots tend to do? Right. Um, Myra, Lorraine mentioned process discovery as part of the KPI calculus. Uh, I know that that's process discovery generally is becoming more of a focus in the sector. What have you learned about uh, process discovery from maybe particular, uh, from, the, from the interests of particular parties in the industry? Yeah, we recently ran an interview uh, with Matt Carbonara from City Ventures, and he specifically referenced the uh, firm's interest in investing in more process discovery organizations. Uh, and specifically because of the dilemmas that banks are facing in order to, you know, get to that KPI, you know, that they want to find out that, that 
our return on investment that they ultimately need, there's a problem in the initial collection of what you're trying to actually automate. And so uh, they recently invested in an organization called SCAN. And he, you know, he sort of ran it down because he talked about the process discovery uh, process and this AI-enabled technology in this firm that they invested in actually removes the human touch from trying to figure out what sort of processes you're trying to automate, which actually ends up becoming a big problem in looking at the KPI. So, you know, basically with this sort of AI-enabled technology, which is not just obviously the scan thing, um, you can actually use sort of computer vision, you know, it, it combines data science along with computer vision that actually looks at all the digital traces of the individual as they work, whether it's across, you know, underwriting or, you know, customer onboarding or servicing. So it makes the whole process, you know, much more seamless and better to understand what you're working on in order to figure out how to process, you know, automate it well. And then figure out, you know, sort of the, the qualitative measures that are needed to understand whether or not this automation has worked. Because we're trying to move away from more of a quantitative idea. So if you're looking at business processes versus just money, you need to really understand, like I think Lorraine's mentioned in her piece, how do you actually get to, you know, the business goal and not just talk about money? I mean, obviously money is important too, but you know, there's got to be some sort of measure of what you're actually looking to automate and how that relates to your ultimate strategy. So maybe Lorraine, maybe Lorraine process sort of what, uh, consider, considering the topic uh, of the day, process what uh, Myra has just said and kind of translated into the, the KPI mindset, where does where does, you know, is this visualization, uh, you know, how, how would you KPI that? Like, where would that feed into a KPI formula? Where would visualizing the process? Well, vi visualization allows you to understand the hours contributed for a particular uh, process, correct? So, uh, you know, I guess all you're, you're ending up doing there is just calculating the hours contributed to the particular process, um, but you've got a methodology, uh, as Myra spelled out, you've got a methodology for identifying that. Does that make yeah. sense or would you think about it in a different way? Well, I, th I think, you know, what this speaks to is you're, you're looking beyond, well, how, who am I how many people can I get rid of with this to looking at what that process is actually trying to achieve in the business, right? So uh, that's that's how I see it is trying to uh, understand well, the process, what, what are you doing with the process? That's what the bot should be achieving. That's the goal the bot should be achieving. And I will say that one of the reasons we're talking about this, I think, is that a lot of vendors are adding process discovery to their, that's a relatively new innovation to to add process discovery and process mining to their products, which mm -hmm. helps banks better be able to identify early on uh, their automation goals. Lorraine, can you explain briefly, I guess, because I think there's some you know, misunderstanding between process mining and process discovery. Fair. Uh, so process mining is sort of our umbrella term. 
for looking at the process, determining what it is. Process discovery is more of a subset of that that looks at what is the process before we automate? What are you actually doing? It discovers not just what the employee is doing, but what the systems are doing. So there's very much an automated aspect to it in that it's looking at, well, here's what the system does and which system it interacts with when you push this button. So uh, looking at system records is part of process discovery so that you can do better process mining. Yeah, because I think ultimately, I ever forget, I think it was someone from CD Insights that I was speaking with who talked about, you know, bots are only as good as the data that they get. And so data always, you know, is ultimately touched by people to some respects. <laughs> and so if you can, as much as you can remove people from the equation, I think, yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's what process discovery is really about. Yes, it's, it's not, yeah, but as I say, it's not just looking at the people, it's looking at what the systems do, because that's not always clearly defined. I mean, you, you think that we talk about a process to sort of understand it, but these banks have, you know, hundreds of thousands of processes that are running when you consider their information systems as part of that. Um, so they don't always know exactly what's happening where or when, and that's part of what the process discovery automation does. Is there, is there one kind of particular example of a vendor adding process uh, discovery um, uh, features uh, that, that kind of comes to mind? I know Cryon has done it because they, they have been talking a lot about process discovery in like their webinars and sort of a, building a center of excellence around that with their product. And I know of course UiPath has that aspect. They talk a lot about it. I would say most of the major vendors at this point have process discovery aspects. Sort of, okay, very good. Um, well, very interesting. Uh, what do we have on tap uh, for next week on bankautomationnews.com? Absolutely. We have a feature coming up that looks at the implications of LIBOR as far as uh, processes for banks that really delves uh, in-depth in into, into that issue, given that banks are looking to comply by the end of uh, this year. We're also looking at, I think, Lorraine, you have a, a great piece for the Center of Excellence uh, section of the publication. Yes, we'll be looking at, there are two things that will probably come up next week, uh, that will come up next week. One is best practices for bots. So some of the same people I talked to for KPS, plus some additional sources, looking at what are your best practices for deploying bots so that you get the most value out of them. And then also we maybe you mentioned data earlier and how people touch the data. Well, we're gonna be looking at how the data can poison your AI um, to be biased. And so looking at sort of how banks can be ethical with their AI and their data. Yeah, particularly looking at credit underwriting decisions. Um, also, we're hoping in the future to provide a little bit more information on the implications of uh, some of the big banks offering cryptocurrency for, for their wealthy clients and what that means for the implications for automation. Um, particularly with what you said, JJ, as far as regulators sort of uh, getting interested in sort of going after some of these organizations, which makes it kind of interesting given the fact that we've got Wells, I think, trying to think of who else, BNY Mellon, and a number of the really big banks have recently entered into the wealth management space with cryptocurrency. Yeah, sounds good. 
thank you to both, uh, to both of you, excuse me, for, um, for being uh, with us today and sharing uh, these uh, developments. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners uh, for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you on future episodes of The Buzz. Uh, meanwhile, uh, please uh, don't hesitate to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And of course, visit us at bankautomationnews.com. We'll see you next time.